Welcome back to your favorite show on a Friday. Yeah, guys, we're still here. Legionnaire Podcast continues to roll on. Um, I am one of your co-hosts, Cal. I'm joined by Polly Walnuts himself. Polly Walnuts. I saw a lot of memes. It's on Instagram. I think it's from Trash Can Paul. A tone. Ain't no fucking way someone could fund this token. <laughs> A tone. Yeah. I love Don't it. Don't you what I said? What a great show. Watch it, Chrissy. I can't believe I just like, and I didn't even like see all the episodes in the show. Like I only watched like what Caleb's watching, but like, I feel like I saw like 75% of it. That show. Yeah. I'm on season five right now. We were just talking about that. Which was insane. It's it's, oh, yeah. It's definitely up there for like greatest TV shows ever. Yeah, it's one of my favorites right now. Like my favorite TV show of all time, probably is the Clone Wars. Um, Game of Thrones is up there as well. Mandalorian. Mandalorian yeah, Mandal- is going to climb. And then it's probably the Sopranos is like on the same tier. Sopranos is S tier show. Yeah. I think mine last airbender. I love last airbender. That show's great. I'm I got to wait some more time before I get back into my rewatch of it before I start it again. But <clears throat> that Clone Wars um, Sopranos mando and watchman oh i forgot about watchman that show is perfect watchman is a perfect like this perfect single season tv show i love it weren't they thinking about doing a second season for that <clears throat> they they didn't they weren't sure yet if they were gonna do a second season or not and i'm glad they're not yeah yeah i'm yeah that oh you haven't seen watchman man you're missing out that show is the tv show yeah not the, the movie because that's actually like a direct follow up to the comic. Yeah. Not the Zack Snyder movie, the, <clears throat> the actual comic where that guy is kind of goofy who made it. Yeah. The guy who made Watchmen is a nut job. Yeah. Because isn't Rorschach actually like a racist and stuff? Yeah, he is. People don't really like to acknowledge that. Like they watch like the TV show and like this is too liberal and woke. It's like, oh my god, stop! Rorschach is like a white supremacist. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's like, no, Rorschach's a cool guy. He's like, no, because like, everyone wants like the 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 brooding. They want the, everyone wants a Batman in every show. They want a Batman character. Actually, speaking of Batman, there's been a lot of the Batman stuff recently. Dude. It looks. I'm. I'm hyped. I'm really. I saw a trailer yesterday, like a foreign TV spot, and I saw it, and like it was like a little like more footage of like Riddler, Catwoman, and like him like blowing up the city. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, I am so, so excited. I people are like getting really hyped for this movie, and I'm glad it's finally getting its hype. Yeah. When did the tickets go on sale? I don't know yet, but the moment they do, I'm buying mine for Thursday night. I'm going to oh, see yeah. it Thursday. Yeah, I'm, that's a movie I will be attending at midnight. I'm yeah, going we'll to an opening night movie in. Probably since Star Wars. Star Wars Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I go to a lot of opening night movies. Mine was 
the whatever Spider-Man last one. Oh yeah. I yeah, no, I'll definitely see this opening night. We'll probably record Friday for it too. Initial reactions. Or dude, we can honestly put something up after we get out of the movie. Well, I can't guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, you can. Depending on what time. It's a three hour movie, my guy. <laughs> That's true. It is. This is like a... <laughs> it's a three hour movie. So if I'm if we're seeing it at seven o'clock at night, we're getting back at like 10, 30, 11. I'm probably seeing it at 10. Yeah, I got to work at six, my guy. <laughs> oh, big working guy. I'm a working man. I'm unemployed. I got to feed the family. <laughs> Yeah, Caleb. <laughs> you gotta feed Caleb. <laughs> and Jillian. <laughs> I feel like Jill's gotta just... You, you gotta support Jill, too. I feel like she's got her life together. Caleb's got a job. Make him bank. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Way to go, Caleb. You're really doing a lot in the world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he had a job in it. He's got a job interview coming up. No, yeah. No, yeah. I'm just talking about the current gig he's running right now. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, good lord. Not a union worker. <laughs> Not a union worker. Um, what was I gonna say with the Batman though? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people like reposting stuff for, and their their social media marketing campaign has been kind of funny. Like, I remember back when there was the meme of uh, like capitalizing and like lowercasing letters like every other every, every so often in the sentence. Yeah. And they had a tweet where it was like retweet if you're excited to see the Batman, or if you're excited to see Catwoman or Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. And I was like, damn, this is kind of like an up-to-date like social media marketing campaign. I'm excited to see Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. She looks like the best incarnation of Catwoman we've seen. Well, I mean, uh, I guess we have had Michelle Pfeiffer. Never mind. I was going to say we've only had one, but I forgot Michelle Pfeiffer played Catwoman. She's pretty good. Um, Anne Hathaway was fine. Fine, yeah. She didn't do a bad job, but I just think her character is written like just there. I, I was rewatching some of the action sequences in the Dark Knight Rises, and when it's like Batman fighting multiple people, it's kind of really bad because they're like he'll fight one of them, and the rest of them will just like stand there like this in the background, they'll like kind of move and they don't fight him. Like that's what uh, Zack Snyder okay. does great with Ben Affleck's Batman. His Dude. Batman is like phenomenal in fighting scenes. Yeah, his Batman goes hard. I love that. Yeah. Um, but you're not here to listen to us talk about this right now today the title there's a reason i put the ads at the front of the episode um because we are going to talk about mandalorian season three i mean uh book of boba fett episode five book of Ma- I, okay so yeah chapter five so spoilers for chapter five of the book of boba fett if you have not seen it but i accidentally call i accidentally so when i woke up in the morning and i saw caleb my roommate i keep we keep talking about caleb caleb was my roommate and he's got like the same interests and everything. And he helps like sort of run the podcast, like behind the scenes. But so I said, no, shout, my out. Ac- shout out. Yeah. I accidentally said to him, <laughs> when I, when he got out of like his room, I accidentally said to him, I was like, did you watch the book of Mando? And I was like, I didn't mean to call it that, <laughs> but yeah. Oh my God. I was freaking out. When uh, I just want to start at the beginning, I guess. When like I saw him, to. when he was rolling up, and like you see, like his like 
silhouette and he's like walking into that meat locker i was like this is sick right now and i saw the staff yeah. i was like because i was saying last week that i didn't think we would see him this episode no i was wrong yeah i, <laughs> I yeah only saw i was him very this episode. wrong we were both very wrong as to how we thought he was going to be incorporated oh I, i'm i'm glad i was wrong because i love the way that he was in this now yeah. granted i do feel bad for another character but i want to talk about that like later on when we get into it but mm-hmm. when he was like walking through like that meat locker it felt weird i was like this is uh it feels very similar to oh what was i just was watching it last night too oh i, I don't remember like, i thought we were in the meat locker in uh sopranos the the meat the, the what's the the pork shop they're in in the back oh. they're killing dudes and cutting fingers off that that is one of those i was i was watching daredevil with caleb as well and like they go to like a meat locker that's set up the same exactly that that was too so that's what i was thinking of but i was geeking out then when i mean everyone was when he drops that classic line on the bounty that he's doing like he's still out there doing bounties he's got the tracking fob go back to season one of mando i can bring you in warm i can bring you in cold i was like god this is so badass yeah, you want to talk about fight scenes? Holy, I was losing my mind. Because, like, okay, this is where... <laughs> I was pumping my fists in the air, like, this is great. Yeah, I was freaking out. Because, like, everyone's like, oh, I want to see Boba Fett do this, this, and that. I watched Mando do everything I wanted to see out of, like, Boba Fett doing in, like, one five-minute scene of him slice a dude in half on top of a table. <laughs> Also, that's a yeah. The, the way that he revealed the dark saber too, where it just like came out. I dude, the, the fact that we get to see the dark saber in live action too, it looks it's so great. sick. It looks so great. I like how he's like. It's also like when you like. Well, t- I guess we'll talk about that later. Like when he's training with the dark saber. But continue. well, I liked when he was in that fight scene. He actually wasn't good with it. He like cut himself on the leg with it. I was like, oh, yeah. there you go. I mean, you never see anyone cut themselves with a lightsaber before. So yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, this is time we finally see it. Yeah, exactly. Dude, he went ham on those guys. Yeah, he demolished them. I thought it was funny though when after he got done the little joke where he's like, I have no quarrel with you. Go take the New Republic credit center in there. I just don't want to fight you. And then they go in there and they take it. But the part where I was like probably freaking out the most was during the title sequence there where it's like the book of Boba Fett. And then it says chapter five, return of the Mandalorian. I was like, yeah, I don't even think I even saw the title name. I was too busy freaking out. And like, I I think I turned to my girlfriend. I was explaining something to her. I don't think I didn't even return of the Mandalorian is what it's called. It's return of the Mandalorian. Oh, that's awesome. I saw that and I was like, I fucking love this. This is so cool. I was yeah. just, I was freaking out so much. I was like, this is so great. I love everything. And it was like only five minutes, but and then it's like, oh, where's Mando? He looks like he's in some meat locker. No, he's actually on like a Halo. Shout out to the Halo franchise because it's like one of those same Halo rings. Yeah, it's orbiting. I don't I don't know if it's like orbiting a planet or what, but um, yeah, I don't know what that is either. Well, when I saw it right away, like I knew it wasn't Ringo Vita from the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Remember that planet where or the the separatist system that the where Tup had sort of his inhibitor chip had gone crazy on him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were fighting on like so, so, like a ring type of something like that. But this one was different because it looks like it has like 
that one was more level like as like a horizontal plane this one looks more horizontal with its own gravity field where like it looks like it can go up with the type of ring but uh it's yeah. not called ringo vita it's called like glavis glavis i don't know how i'm to looking it up it. right now yeah but I, it, it looks honestly sick. that is the most original place i have ever seen it start like like, cause like he's like on the ring and like, there's all these different shops on this huge ring. It was like, this is the most creative. Cause like, well, even later in the episode when he's like training with the dark and he falls off into space and he has to rocket back up. I was like, this is one of the most creative locations I have ever seen in this franchise. Hey, since the ring of Catherine. Yes. Fine. The ring of Catherine was creative. I will yeah. not stand for this ring of Catherine slander. I love the ring of Catherine. Oh my god. Okay, so sorry, I need to <sighs> this 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 headline I see right now. The Book of Boba Fett is squandering its chance to expand Star Wars. I dude people I, need to get some people do not or should not be allowed to share their opinions on the internet. No, they shouldn't. I read an article saying why Aura Singh is likely to show up in the Book of Boba Fett. I'm like, are you dumb? She's dead. She died back before the Han Solo movie came out. And I control F'd the article. The person like who wrote the article, I control F'd the whole article. I typed in Tobias Beckett, Solo, a Star Wars story, Han Solo, no reference of it whatsoever. I'm like, you can't sit here and say a character is going to show up when you don't even know what their state is right now because she's dead. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. There's some people just like just shouldn't be allowed. And they were like, re- they were citing the Clone Wars. They're like, Aura Singh was big in Boba Fett's development during the Clone Wars. I'm like, what? if you're watching the Clone Wars and you haven't watched Solo, what are you doing then? Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm the gatekeeper for Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't agree with us, you can't talk. <laughs> okay, so it is Glavis. Mm-hmm. I, if that's how you pronounce it, yeah. It's, I know it's G-L-A-V-I-S. Where is this? Like, what's it? So yeah, like where's it located in the galaxy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's literally just created a Wikipedia page like two days ago. I yeah, the moment yeah, whoever saw the episode first was like, ah, uh, time to create a Wikipedia for it. Yeah, dude, this I thought it yeah. looked sick though. It, like it was a beautiful, like the it was a beautiful shot. The way that like they panned up and like the way you could see the entire ring itself and like it's just like one big. I don't want to say strip mall, but it kind of was. Like, it's like this like rundown. It reminded me of a. Uh, it wasn't really run down. I mean, like, parts of it were. It was darker. I want to say it reminded me of Obadiah. Like, it reminded me of the streets of Obadiah from the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why, like, it reminded me of that. But it, are you doing it gave off Obadiah? the same vibe of it. Yeah. It was... Oh, I kept so saying the, aloud in the episode, like, this is so awesome. This is so awesome. Well, and this is the weird thing, too. So, this episode follows Mando the whole time. This did so much more for the Mandalorian than it did for Boba Fett. And yeah. Okay. So, and here's what I want to say. And don't, don't overlap me here. Cause I'm going to use this to promote on TikTok. So, um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll just, sorry, audio listeners. We really need to promote this podcast. Mark. So, all right, I'll stop. And then you go. All right, go. And the thing that bums me out about this show is because I love the character of Boba Fett. I think he's great and Tamar Morrison's great as him. But the more that I'm watching this and after seeing chapter five, 
I'm realizing I think it would have been better to just have season three of the Mandalorian and incorporate Boba Fett as a side character in that and develop him more inside of that. Okay. Now we can sort of go crazy with that, but I think like, I agree. I love, I was going to say the same thing. I love that. Like we're getting backstory for Boba Fett and I think it's phenomenal. Like I love seeing like what happened to him on Tatooine after um, the Sarlacc pit and like his, I love the tribes of Tatooine as well yeah like chapter two where we see him with the uh this tuscans but like i think it would have worked a little bit better if he like because a lot of people are complaining oh he's talking too much this isn't how i imagine boba fett if you kept that mystique part of boba fett then as like a side character in the mandalorian i think it might have worked better in people's favor yeah here's the deal i the only i hear I didn't. I haven't loved any episode of the Book of Boba Fett until this most recent one. I loved this episode. I like the first episode was good. It was all right. The second one I really liked. The third one I didn't like at all. And the fourth one I really liked. I had I loved. Like, loved I loved this fifth one. Well, like I yeah. wanted to like crawl through my computer screen into the world that's how much i loved what i was seeing i'll tell you what dude bryce dallas how the howards know what they're doing when it comes to star wars like say what you want about solo but ron howard put that movie together and he made it fun and he made it a rewatchable thing he did bryce dallas howard her first episode it was okay like it was in the season one of the mandalorian like they're on that home the sanctuary like, yeah the sanctuary it's okay it's cool the next episode she did with bo katan very good in this episode dude this was like my i think this is my favorite piece my favorite live action star wars episode oh one of my it's it's one of my favorites i so i was having this conversation with caleb i was saying that this episode is a top five Mm -hmm. of season one season two and book of boba fett like this is a top five probably top three i would still say the second to last episode of season one of mando yeah is really high up there um even episode three even even episode three of season one is like i Mm -hmm. still kind of slept on because episode three was insanely good um yeah but then season two she had episode three which was phenomenal with the introduction of bo katan episode six with boba fett coming back god tier that's a god tier episode and the last episode of season two so like this is up there for like a top five i'd say even top three though because the stuff that this does for developing what's happened since season two of mando and even providing context for what happened to mandalore post republic Mm. so yeah i let's you go i was just gonna say do you want to keep going through the episode then like after he finally completes this bounty. Yeah. So it's just cool. Cause he goes up to like, he's so he's got the head in a bag. Like this is totally something like, so like I heard this on another, I was listening to Sith council today. Um, and they were saying on, on it, they're like, I feel like they have Boba Fett is everything people wanted or no, the Mandalorian Din Darjan. He is everybody or he is what everybody wanted Boba Fett to be. Yeah, I'm like this guy doesn't care. He's like ruthless. He'll do what he needs to do, but he still has a heart of gold. I think the Dindar Jin is slowly becoming one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars. Like he he is slowly but surely climbing this list for me. He's not. He, I think he's 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 top ten. 
He's scratching into the top 10 right now. And the more we see of him in season three of the Mandalorian, I think he's going to climb higher. I feel so bummed for tomorrow Morrison too. Cause like he got outshined so hard by Mando in one episode. Yeah. Like I realized as we were watching this as like, I like the book of Boba Fett. I don't love it. I like it. I enjoy watching it, but I just realized how much I didn't care about the book of Boba Fett and how much I wanted to see season three of the Mandalorian. Yeah, no, this episode definitely, definitely, like, put Mando back in, like, the spotlight. Yeah, I was just like, I think it's cool that we're seeing more about Tatooine. I like Boba Fett. He's fine. I love Boba I just Fett, want to see more. I just, of, I just want to see more Mando. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's like right now, because, like, I don't know what they're doing in the book of Boba Fett. They're like, the Pikes, we're fighting the Pikes. It's like, well, when are you going to fight the Pikes? Like... You have no muscle. You have no, like, because, spoiler alert, Mando's got to, he's like, I'm going to go see a little friend. We'll talk, we'll come back, put a pin in that, come back to that later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, don't, I, I love Tamar Morrison, and I feel bad because, like, I don't want him to get outshined. I want him to come back and keep doing, like, Boba Fett stuff, but, like, uh, it's just a bummer. Like, I, I really do like the show a lot. I'd say it's like A or B tier Star Wars content. Mando's. Oh, it's not S-tier. A. It's B tier. I'm. I, I'm. I was gonna say this today. This is a very good B tier Star. This is a very good B tier Star Wars show. It's not done yet, so I'm not gonna solidify where it's at. Like I'm saying, it's teetering between A mm-hmm. and B tier because it's picked up these last two episodes. Like no matter what you say, this is still an episode of the Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So like you can't say it's an episode of Mando. So like. I keep it in A tier because although this episode had Mando in it, it's still a book of Boba Fett TV show. Like it's still under that title. So, and there's still three. I don't know if there's a fly in my room or something. That was my hair. Um, there's still three episodes left. I think, I think there's supposed to be eight. I, after, especially after seeing this episode, I definitely think there has to be eight episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I, I, I don't want to solidify anything yet, but anyways, progressing with the what's happening in the in this episode at least um he gives the head that he's carrying in the bag to who hired him out for the bounty r.i.p grief carga i was hoping we'd see grief but yeah <laughs> kind of cool Homeboy's but locking down navarro whatever uh he was hired out to do this by some bird looking lady and um anyways he gets the inform the information that he wants in return is Basically, we find out where the other Mandalorians went since season one. And like, that's a question I feel like we've been asking forever now. And I'm so glad that they finally like came back to it. And they're like, oh, here's where the other Mandalorians that you're missing out on are. It's yeah, like, exactly. Thank goodness. It's kind of convenient that they're on the same ring as you. But whatever. <laughs> I'm cool with it. there's only two of them. Yeah. It's so the ones that we find out that are still alive after season three, because in season three, there was that whole fight. I mean, episode three, season one, sorry. The sin. Episode, the sin, yeah, in chapter three of Mando. the All the Mandalorians get in that fight on Navarro against uh, like the other bounty hunters that are trying to take Grogu away. And they're like, nah, this is a foundling. But so there's like a huge incursion and like the Empire comes there and like kills like a bunch of the Mandalorians, but they escape. We find out that they're on the last two are on, or at least of Mando's creed, that they're on Gl- Glavis. And it's Paz Vizla and the armor, armorous armor. Yeah. Big Paz, big Johnny Favs. 
Oh, I love Paz Vizsla. I don't, but you know, I'm glad you I do. love him because he's a. Vi- I'm, I love him because he's a Vizsla. I love pre Vizsla. Yeah, pre Vizsla was cool. Pre Vizsla was pretty cool. He's badass. He went toe to toe with Darth Maul. Yeah, he did. Indeed, he did. Then he didn't. <laughs> and then he didn't. Not but... many people who go toe to toe with Darth Maul live to tell the tale. Oh, that's true. R.I.P. Qui Gon. <laughs> and uh uh satine she wasn't fighting him she She never stood a chance she got in the way yeah she got in the way as he pulled her towards her anyways um you see that see that horn guy cut that girl in half over there (laughs) well they did another thing this episode too that i i didn't expect him to do um they melted down his spear yeah, because they're like, why do you got a spear, bro? Yeah, it's like this is this Beskar is made as a weapon, and it's supposed to be like a form of defense. That's cool. I I really liked that. I did too. I was like, oh damn, that's kind of crazy. I'm like, so who made that Beskar spear then? Because who wasn't a Mandalorian? Where did he get it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh no, because the chick, well, the Empire made it because the chick, the magistrate. Yeah, yeah, the magistrate Morgan Elsbeth, what's like the weird one of the weirdest names of Star Wars because it sounds so normal. Um, she had the spear; she was fighting Ahsoka with it. So, like, probably the Imperials probably made it. it, it yeah, like, clearly, a Mandalorian did not make that spear because obviously they wouldn't like make Beskar as a weapon. Um. Yeah. Exactly. And then where where they I, I forget at what point in the episode because they taught they directly referenced the night of a thousand tears which is more more like the night of a thousand tie fighter bombs but well, so they were like what do you want to he's like what do you want to do with it and he's like oh we'll give it to a foundling and the armor is like okay and he's like a specific foundling she's like which one and he's like grogu Ugh. Oh, oh, shout out. so they're making some like chainmail armor or something for him I don't know what they're making for him, but it looks cool. I'm excited to see what it is. But um, yeah. of course, once we start clanging on metal, that's Mando's time for a flashback. Boba Fett's time for a flashback is in a back to tank. When we're clanging on metal, it's time for Mando's flashback. <laughs> More like Mando's PTSD. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we finally find out. This is like one of like the highlights of the episode. We finally find out what happened to Mandalore post Republic. Oh my Jeez. god! So that, Mandalore that can never cannot. <laughs> no. Mandalore cannot catch a break ever. I swear, if they're like, we need to commit some type of war crime, the Star Wars creators are like, let's do it on Mandalore. <laughs> like, Dave, Fil- Dave Filoni laughs in Mandalorian genocide. <laughs> like those people, it's been just nonstop, just chaos at that planet. God. So we find out that like it's called the Night of a Thousand Tears because. Someone who is wielding the dark saber, like if the incorrect person is wielding the dark saber, they'll bring on like, uh, like an atrocity to the planet of Mandalore. Basically, it's, yeah, it's the prophecy because, well, people were talking about it that at the end of uh, Mandalorian. They're like, why doesn't he just? Why doesn't Bo-Katan take it? She got it from Satine, or not Satine, Sabine, and. And then they talk about like, well, yeah, I mean, they gave it to her, but then the prophecy said this and then, you know, look what happened to Mandalore. Yeah. So 
And again, people are still sitting here being like, Bo-Katan's a great character. I'm like, Bo-Katan has been a terrorist since she was like 15 years old. She did the right thing like two times in the Star Wars story, but she was part of Death Watch. She was a terrorist since she was like 15, 16 years old. So I don't care what anyone says. Bo-Katan is not like a hero. No, she's she's not. Like, she's a cool character. I love Bo-Katan, but she's not someone that I'm sitting there being like, yeah, Bo-Katan, I love you. Like, she's, she's dope. She's badass, but... I think she's supposed to represent that like antagonist, but so clearly the empire fulfills the prophecy by just it, nuking the mm. shit out of <laughs> Mandalore. What's the city? What's the city on Mandalore? I forget what it's called. I know it's everything that happens is always in that main city. Um, I'll Google that. But yeah, so we find out we like whoever is wielding the dark saber, you have to win it in combat. Like that's how it goes. And whoever wields the dark saber rules Mandalore. Well, Bo-Katan was given the dark saber by another Mandalorian Sabine in star Wars rebels. And she didn't win it. So with Bo-Katan wielding it, then the prophecy came true of the night of a thousand tears where the empire just blows the hell out of Mandalore, the city of Sundari. Yeah. I knew that. We knew that. God damn. I know. I know. I read that. And I was like, I feel like an idiot right now. <laughs> yeah. But so it gave off such like Terminator 2 vibes. Really? Yeah. With like the K it. with the K2 SO units. I don't know. Maybe yeah, the, K2, the K2 units where they're like just like absolutely just mowing down people and like the Imperial probe droids and the TIE bombers are just blowing the fucking planet to smithereens sorry i've said the f-bomb but this episode was phenomenal like the scene was great and i'm like damn mandalore is so when boba fett says back in episode uh chapter 16 or whatever in season two episode eight he's like mandalore you gotta be kidding me (laughs) i'm like yeah what the hell's on mandalore the whole planet's blown up yeah um well, and then like, cause then that leads into like when he's training with the dark saber, because mm-hmm. I like how they finally like, it's like, yeah, this is an extension of your body. Like, this isn't like a tool to be used. You have to learn how to wield it. Cause like, it looks like it's heavy cause he's trying to like swing it, but he's fighting the weapon. He's trying to just like whip it around like a tool. It's like, no, it's an extension of your body. You need to like learn. Cause like, you don't think about that. Cause like it's an energy blade. It's going to feel like something moving. Mm-hmm. And to the sequels credit, you can tell that like they weren't Knights of the Republic. They like, they were not Jedi Knights of the Republic. Like Kylo Ren and Ray swinging their lightsabers was not like the same way that Anakin and Obi-Wan were swinging their lightsabers back in the clone wars. Like they knew how to fight with their sabers. Nobody taught them how to fight them. So like they're swinging them like baseball bats and they're like doing what they think is right. But seeing a regular dude (laughs) swinging around he's like what the hell's going on (laughs) he's cutting his leg open yeah then they have the fight for it like him and paz are fighting yeah so paz he's like trial by combat or not trial by combat but he's like i challenge you to a duel for because paz vizsla is related to tar vizsla who created generations ago he created he's the first mandalorian jedi and he created the dark saber yeah and I'm the, so glad that they mentioned Tar Vizsla in like live, live action. action. Yeah, <sighs> I want to see Tar Vizsla. I wonder if Tar Vizsla was part of the High Republic. Well, That'd be cool if he was in the High Republic. That would be cool. There's so many things they could do with this. This, I, I'll tell you what. 
People are going crazy for this Marvel multiverse. I'm going after this episode. I'm going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for the Filoni verse in Star Wars. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, there's so many things that like I've been thinking about, and after watching some of the Bad Batch today, I'm like, damn. The sequel trilogy might become like a little more relevant, and, like not as dookie as like people say it is, because they're creating quality content like around it. Yeah, because like they're they're hinting at the cloning in bad batch they hinted at the cloning in the mandalorian so like dave right now is kind of like kind of as he and george did what they did with the prequels because the prequels came out and was like these suck they're awful what i will say about the prequels was like there's a contained storyline there's a plan from beginning to end can't say the same thing with sequels however he's doing his best to like he is doing his best and right now because i know they're gonna get into it more later but like they're gonna start weaving stuff into the sequels and then i'm gonna look at the sequels much differently than i do now yeah, the big problems are like Palpatine and like how he came back, at least with like the story itself. The movies, then you can't really fix Canto Bite and The Last no. Jedi. So, yeah, you can't but, really like, fix Korean they're definitely doing things that like help adjust it. So, yeah, and like with the New Republic, they're also making that relevant. They're like, the New Republic's a joke, bro. Oh, okay, we got to get there in a minute, too. But yeah, so he fights Paz Vizla for. The dark saber he wins barely 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 yeah. wins. but so then we finally the armor the armor is like have you ever taken off your helmet paz Vizla? no dinjarin have you ever taken off your helmet i'm like it's cricket cricket oh my like, god oh no he she's asking if he took off the helmet and just like, he's like yes i have he's taken it off twice actually yeah, he has. I mean, three times, like, but IG-88 is dead, so... Or IG-11 yeah. is dead. And then he He's took it off the second thing. time in front of Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill Burr don't care. Bill Burr was like, I... He's like, I didn't see this. Shout out. That's a goat. I never... He's like, I didn't see your face. We did what we had to I, do. The, here's the deal. I feel like letting Bill Burr go away in hindsight is like black Kersantan running into the desert. It's like, why did you like, why did you let that happen? They want to let him live a peaceful life. God, I love Mayfeld. I love Mayfeld though. Bill Burr is like, of all of the side characters in these series, like you have like Fennec Shand. There are some people who like, there's a, I was listening to a creator today and they're talking about the, how they were saying Fennec Shand is the best new character in star Wars. I'm like, I don't I okay you know what you can have your own opinions I think that opinion sucks but whatever Mando is well like so, yeah like side character like oh, I think Fennec Shand is the best character she's so cool duh, duh. her lines are so awesome I'm like I, I, I just I was like okay well I'm glad you feel that way but reality begs to differ um of all of the side characters so you have like Cara Dune um yeah we had Cardoon. We had Cardoon. But like, and all of the other characters, but I say, okay, outside of IG-11, I feel like Mayfeld was the best. Yeah. Yeah. But love like believable character. Like Bill Burr played the most convincing believable. Because like with Amy Sedaris, because like, I guess spoiler. So Mando says like, yes, I've taken my helmet off. And she's like, well, you need to atone. And he's like, he's like, how can I atone for this? She's like, go and bathe in this. The mines of Mandalore. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, mm, isn't it blown up? She's like, well, do you want to be a part of our gang, bro? I'm like, well, there's only well, two of you. She says to him, she's like, 
have you taken your helmet off? And he says, yes. And when she says to him, she's like, then you are a Mandalorian no more. I was like, bruh, why? Why can he not be a Mandalorian anymore? Exactly. You got Bo-Katan whipping her helmet off every two seconds, getting FaceTime, and he can't take his helmet. I get it's a Creed thing, and the way you brought up it, if you're found. Yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, I want to see what the armor looks like under her helmet, but I know we'll never see. Maybe we'll. I don't know. You never know, bro. That's true. I want to see John Favreau. I want to see Paz Vizla take his helmet off so you can see John Favreau. Yeah. Um, I love I love John Favreau and Dave Floney. They're doing such a great job. They are doing the Lord's work right now. And I hope they I really, really, really hope they like well, I mean they kind of do have creative free. I wish they just give them movies to do. Like like be like, hey guys, you make a movie TV. You guys want to make a movie? You guys like want to like oversee like not even they don't even have to make the movie. They I just want them to sit down with the directors and be like, we need you to get from here to here. You have to hit this, this and this. We're going to oversee it. Make your movie, but you have to follow these story beats. Yeah. Anyways, we keep getting sidetracked, but like whatever. This is just I don't hope, the conversation. I hope they don't lose um, John Favreau. Like the way that Marvel lost him, I hope they don't lose him. How did Marvel? Why did Marvel lose John Favreau? Uh, it was a lot of creative differences over Iron Man two. Yeah, I. You know what? Right now, because of how, if they let him continue to work in TV, I think they'll let him do whatever he wants. And I, th- I feel like Kathleen Kennedy. Say what you want about her, but I feel like she's learned a lot from the sequels. Like, yes, it oh, made yeah. her a shit ton of money, but like. I feel like she's realized that like how like how much of a pop these like Mandalorians getting and stuff that she's trust like she trusts Dave and John to do that. I just don't understand why she's not letting them like head up a franchise or a film fan or like head up a film trilogy or something or oversee one on the High Republic. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, I think she definitely is like doing a better job. Because I, I think she's in contact a lot more with Dave, and I think she understands that, like, he understands what he's doing. And I think John, like, it goes like George, Dave, and then, like, John, like, an understanding of, like, how it goes, like, creating the Star Wars content. I don't feel like John is in the story, like, in the lineage of, like, Lucas of, like, Star Wars, like, mythos and stuff. I feel like John is there on the side of, like, the movie making and, like, the production. Like, He's he's like that bridge between because like Kennedy's like your your producer, Dave is your story guy, and then you have John in the middle of being like, okay, we need this, this, and this, but this has to follow this part. Like John's that perfect middleman between Kathleen and Dave. I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing a great job, and I know he's yeah. doing. I know Book of Boba Fett is more of his. He's doing it more of it, I think, than Dave is helping him. Yeah, because that's his. Because he wanted well, the Mandalorian was originally supposed to be Boba Fett. I'm really glad it's a new original character. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it if it was Boba Fett, but I mean, like, it's cooler that it's an original character. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot more interesting with it being a new character because I think it just adds more to the Star Wars story itself. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so moving yeah, on to so the episode, Mando's not a Mandalorian anymore. But so he has to go he gets on a shuttle cruiser not really that important but um he sees a rodian rodian oh. rodian <laughs> maybe that's greedo's kid yeah greedo saw died. it was a child and her mom maybe great maybe it's greedo's kid long lost kid yeah they're going back to tatooine so 
but um sands of tatooine <laughs> we end up back on tatooine and um we cut back to like the the mechanic lady but before we see the mechanic lady oh my god star wars jedi fallen order fans need to stop we see a bd unit a bd droid the one with like the little like rectangle head and the two legs those are bd units and that's a droid that we've seen in Star the video game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is the droid BD-1. The unit, it's BD-1. Like, that is the droid. That is Cal Kestis's droid. Everyone thinks that this is BD-1. No, it's not BD-1. <laughs> this droid is not BD-1. We did the same exact dance back in Mando Season 2, where, oh, Cal Kestis is going to pick up Grogu and he's going to train him. No, that's not what's happening now. It's just a droid. We don't need to look at it and be like, "Oh, there's a re- there's a reason for this." Like, it's a cool. It's like, yeah, there's another one. It's, they make, yeah, there's another droid. More than one BD unit. It's like not every astromech you're gonna see is R two freaking D two. Yeah, they R seven. <laughs> like, there's so many R five. We've seen so many different R units. These people are. It's making me annoyed that like these Jedi Fallen Order fans are coming out of the woodworks yet again after Mando season two, and they're like, "You guys see that BD droid? I think Cal Kestis is going to show up in this." I'm like, "No," because we don't know what his story is going to happen in Jedi Fallen Order two, and I don't want to know what happens with him until Jedi Fallen Order two. I want Cal Kestis to die in the new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game, and everyone's out here saying, I can't wait to see him in live action. I'm like, no, because then I'm not going to play the second game, because if I know what happens to him... Yeah. I'm just going off right now about it, but... You go. Go go off, Queen. You and I have both said that, like, the more Jedi that survive throughout Order 66 and make it to, like, make it to, like, the end of Return of the Jedi... It cheapens, cheapens it. it. Like they can die in between like Revenge of the Sith and before a new hope. Like that's cool. Like, Vader's hunting people. Vader's hunting Jedi right now. And he has inquisitors doing that. Yeah. So like if they die in between that time period, that's cool. But if they make it to like the Death Star blows up and Palpatine dies, it's like, okay, well then what? Then you're not really extinct anymore. In my opinion. Yeah. So. Well, maybe they're functionally extinct. Uh, yeah. Who knows? But. We did the same dance back in Mando. It's not him. So just, uh, and what are you I'm, doing right I'm, now? I'm looking right now. Cause I want to confirm is the BD unit. Did BD one explain, did book a Boba Fett crossover with Jedi fallen order? Yeah, no BD one is not in the book of Boba Fett. That's just there. another BD unit. BD-1 isn't the only active BD unit in the Star Wars galaxy. Oh, Thank wow. God. So, anyways, we go back to... We, we're on Tatooine and we meet the uh, the mechanic lady. I don't know what her name is. She's just there. Yeah, she's, she's funny. Just, she's, begot, she's gotten, like... I've liked I like her more that I, the more that I see her the more I'm, like she's growing on me because at first when I saw her I'm like oh god she's corny but um she's growing on me I don't I don't really I don't really want to talk about her like like I just want to get to the, the good part because she's yeah. like I got you a ship 
and he's like is it a razor crest okay up until this point my favorite ship in star wars i know everyone's gonna say them like i love the millennial falcon it's amazing it's kind of a cheap answer to say that's your favorite ship in star wars mine was actually the razor crest and in when i play no man's sky i found a fighter that looks a lot like the razor crest it's got a lot of storage space i'm like oh my god i'm flying the razor crest like mando she's like yeah no i didn't find you a razor crest i found you this she whips the cover off and i was immediately like I, I was I was just like my jaw dropped. I was like, no way, because it's the N one Naboo Starfighter from the prequel trilogy in Episode One, The Phantom Menace. I'm like, ah! At first, I thought it was a pod racer because it looked like it had like those like twin tubes. I was like, is this a pod racer type of ship? I agree. What? I thought the same thing. I was like, oh my god, is she in a pod racer? That's that's stupid. I was like, this is weird. But then like I saw this ship and I was like, yo. I know that from a mile away. It had that yellow color on it, and it had yeah. the same design. I was like, I know exactly what ship this is. You know what my first thought was? I was like, where is he? He has no room for cargo. There's yeah, no cargo bay on that. He's not really fitting a lot of people in that. Uh, yeah, I don't know how he's like freezing people and putting them in a carbonite and that stuff in there. So it's not very size efficient. Yeah, for his profession, I don't know if that Starfighter is the best pick, but you know what? It's sweet, and I wish I had it because they soup it up. She puts like a freaking hot rod engine into this yeah. Starfighter. She takes like this sleek because she's like, yeah, it's for the Naboo Royal Guard because like in the in a Phantom Menace, they're yellow, they're sleek, they're pristine. This thing is like gray. It's got this huge engine, and it. it's got the, the beefed up engines on the side. They put a one in on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And this thing just because like she they start well he starts to f- test it and fly it well I'll, in well, I'll t- yeah, the Jawas are cool whatever it was yeah, it was kind of funny were it. yeah they're goofy they're hairy that was that was a little weird I didn't really like that joke she's like I dated a Jawa he was hairy and then she kept saying he was it was hairy and I'm like I don't care like stop good for Jawas yeah anyways Routine. when he started flying he was like she's like test it out he flies it takes off. And he starts doing the pod race run. I was like sitting there and like my girlfriend's next to me. She's like, wow, this is cool. And I'm like, <gasps> yeah, he went through Beggar's Canyon and he was doing the pod racing route. And he goes up on that like emergency exit ramp. He didn't go up the exit ramp. Well, he went past it, I should say. Yeah. And it was still yeah. broken from when Anakin broke yes, it. When he, when it he went up it. So. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, this is slick. It was dope, but he finally tests it out in outer space. And then that's when the New Republic rolls up on him. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you are going way too fast next to public transportation, my guy. It was cool to like see it. the, uh... oh, were you going to go? No, no, no. You, yeah, you continue because I'm going to jump off that point. It was cool to see the, it, actually, the two of the X-Wing pilots, one of them we've seen before. Back in season two, episode two, the new the Rangers of the New Republic, we saw he's playing Iroh in Avatar: The Last Airbender live action. I don't know what the actor's name is, but it's the the guy with the beard, the little chubbier guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool seeing him again. But then the other guy who was playing the uh, the X wing pilot, I didn't know this until after I saw the episode. He was the guy who played the body double for Luke Skywalker in Chapter Eight of uh, the Mandalorian, season two, Chapter Eight. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, dude, I saw that. And I, I was think, like, "Oh, that's cool." Foreshadowing, we're gonna see Luke. 
Well, let's get to the end of the episode yeah. before, because oh, yeah. well, we'll, yeah. that completely changes what I thought next week next week's episode is going to be. I but. don't think it's going to. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But um, I kind of like how they like the new like how they pull up on him on the X wings. They're just like cops. Yeah, space <laughs> they're cops. cops. They're space cops. They're like, and then because they're like, oh yeah, you sound familiar. Da, 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 da. And Mando's he totally like, knew it was Mando. Yeah, and Mando's just like, yeah, and he just halt. He hits the sublet and it just takes off. I burst out laughing. I'm like, that's awesome. And he's like, yeah, we gonna we gonna go after him. He's like, you want to do all this paperwork? Yeah, no, he totally knew that that was Mando in there. Yeah, I think he 100 percent knew Mando was piloting that, but. He just wanted to get some information. It would have been cool to see Dave being the other pilot too, but. eh. Dude, I'll tell you what. I want that. That is my new favorite ship in Star Wars. Don't at me. I'm excited to see more of it. I want to see what else it does. I want to see the weapons on it. I want to see yeah. like how those hold up, but it, it was dope, but I like how they have the little bubble. Cause she's like, well, I know you don't like droids. So there's this bubble. I'm like, bro, Grogu is going to be sitting up there. Grogu is going to be sitting up there. Oh. Well, no. Okay. Let's get to the end of the episode. And then we'll chat about this. But, um, it was, he gets back to Tatooine. Then once he gets back, Tatooine. the mechanic is like, Oh, there's a friend here. And it's Fennec, and she's trying to recruit him. And basically, she's like, you want to come help us? We need some muscle for this uh, fight against the Pikes. And he's like, Mando's like, I'll do it, but I got to see a little friend first. Little friend, obviously, we know he has the gift. He has the the Beskar gift from the armor, shaped in like a Grogu-like Yoda ear-type pattern. Yeah. He's got to give it to him. So my question now is, he's trying to go see Grogu episode six is directed by Dave Filoni. Is it going to still follow Mando? And are we going to see Grogu like training now? Like this next episode? I'll tell you what (laughs) I would be like, okay for this. I have two answers for this question. First off my, my first answer, my objective viewing this as the book of Boba Fett. They should not do that. Yeah, no, they, shouldn't. They, they can't they can't do that because you can't do another episode without like you never saw Boba Fett once this episode. You can't do that for another episode. It's However, his show. As a fan, I would not be mad at all to follow Mando to Grogu because that means we're going to see Luke and we also might see Kylo Ren like. Oh, wait, no, hold up. No, no, no. We wouldn't see him. He's like six years old right now. So okay, we maybe we would if we if we do. He's a little kid. I don't know when they. I can't remember when they sent him. We mm-hmm. I think we did this math on on one episode, but that was like on last one, week. <laughs> no, we did it like two weeks ago. Okay, two weeks ago, whatever. But like you know, I so said we wouldn't see we wouldn't see Adam Driver. Never mind. But like we'd, we'd see, see young Luke Ben Solo. Yeah, maybe he has a little kid. But Luke again, we would definitely we would if you see Grogu, you have to see Luke because he's trained exactly. Him. Like, you can't see one without the other. And shit. No, no. And Ahsoka's they hired, not there. They hire. No, Ahsoka's. We won't know about anything about her until her show. TV series. Yeah. But they hired the guy who did the great deep fake for Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. They hired that guy after it came out. Like, not yeah. too long after. So it's not far fetched to think that, like, we might see it. But. I, I don't know because I didn't anticipate this episode being a whole episode of Mando. So I don't know what next episode is going to be because I thought next week's episode would be 
maybe the introduction of Cad Bane back into live act, well, into live action for the first time, but seeing him again. I don't know now if it's going to be that or if it's going to be we f- go follow Mando to wherever Grogu's training. I, I, I don't know, dude. I right now. I'm excited. I though. am just like the, the, my excitement level for the show is like mid tier up until this episode. I like the it, ju- it jumped a little bit after episode four. I'm like, I like this. This is cool. Let's see where they're going. This next episode, it'll be all right. They'll maybe reference Mando. Maybe Mando will show up at the end of the episode, and then maybe we'll get Cad Bane in episode six. My excitement has shot through the roof because I don't know what's happening next. Maybe we'll see. It's either, so like right now, what I'm thinking. We either see Cad Bane or we see Big Luke Papa Luke. Yeah. yeah. Or we see Luke and Grogu. And like either of those right now, I'd be happy with either of them. Mm hmm. Because it's Dave directing next week. And Dave, he pulls Dave out Mills. like all the stops. Because he directed the season two, episode eight, didn't he? Uh, no. That was the, no. the that was Sean Payton who did that. No, Dave, he did Ahsoka's episode. He did. He did Ahsoka's episode, which makes sense. So, I mean, it's 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 one or the other. It's I, one I, or the other. I'm, I'm leaning, leaning towards Cad Bane. I was going to say the same thing. However, I will say this. I think Mando yeah. will do his thing off screen and he'll come back at the end of the episode. I agree. Because I feel like the well, the Pikes need to have muscle because like they're high. Like Boba Fett's hiring people right now. The Pikes are going to need to have muscle because like without I mean, like they're kind they're of they're not really skinny. Yeah. Yeah, they're dumb. They're like they're weak little creatures. They're gonna need to hire muscle. So my money is on Cad Bane. And if it's not Cad Bane, I'll be a little disappointed. However, where there's smoke, there's fire. Dave Filoni's directing. Cad Bane was a character created by Dave Filoni, and Dave Filoni has only directed episodes. He's directed the first episode, and he's the only other episode he directed was the one where his other original character, Ahsoka Tano, showed up. So that l- leads me to believe that his other original character, Cad Bane, will show up. Now, I follow this up with Mark Hamill is still alive, and he is arguably the best brand ambassador for Star Wars. He's getting up there in age. You need to use Mark Hamill to the best of your ability while he is still alive and he can still do these acting jobs because, like, it sucks. Carrie Fisher's gone. Harrison Ford. I don't think he even cares about Star Wars. He's just like money. I don't. Um, I don't need to see him again in Star Wars. Who? Yeah, I don't need to see Harrison Ford again in Star Wars. We have Alden. Alden's a fine Han Solo. If we got to see more Harrison, fine by me. But like, I don't we, get what else you could do with Harrison. No, I don't. I, like maybe he shows up like in this show or so. I don't. But like, I want to see Luke more. Like mm-hmm. that's the character I need to see more of. Yeah, I. Like, if I want to do more with Luke. You think they will? They have to. They have to do. I think with everything that they're they're doing, I'm excited for Book of Boba Fett to wrap up, but I'm more excited now for whenever season three of Mando comes out. Yeah. I don't know when that's happening. It was supposed to be this spring. Everyone was like, Mando season three is going to be the spring this year. It doesn't sound like Mando season three is going to come out till the fall or winter this year. I'm okay with winter. I mean, like winter star, you and I are talking about this winter star Wars is better than Marvel summer. Yeah. Marvel usually tries to dominate the summer, 
Star Wars in the winter is so much better than Marvel in the summer, in my opinion. I love just like the whole like vibe around it and everything. Like when the Rise of Skywalker and the Mando were coming out, like yeah, Rise of Skywalker is still kind of goofy, but like it was hype. Like it was really hype. Like around mm. that time, it's like oh, we're watching the Mandalorian. It's season one. This is great, and then we're seeing the Rise of Skywalker. Like it was, it was fun. It was a good time to be a Star Wars fan. But yeah. I, I'm excited. This episode was easily 10 out of 10 phenomenal episode yeah yeah i have i had zero problem the entire episode i i couldn't pick anything out that i didn't like like everything i was like i love this this is so cool and just being able to see mando again too i texted you right like (laughs) i texted you i said this dude's cold af yeah you're like mando is cold and then i was like all right cool i guess he shows up at some point in this episode and then like i saw the i saw the episode the opening i'm like all right when are we gonna get like the entire like once like he got uh, he left the meat locker i'm like oh we're not seeing boba fett at all this episode yeah no it was it was a great episode I I loved loved it so much. It looked like Mandalorian season three episode one, basically. That's what I said. I was like, this is basically like an introduction to like Mando season three episode one. They and again, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had a problem with that being season three episode one of Mando. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. That's to- it's a total first episode. Yeah. So I mean, it's and again, like this isn't any disrespect to the book of Boba Fett. Like it's a, it's a, it's a competent series, except for episode three, which again, every every series has that one episode where it stumbles. It's a, it's a good series. It's competent, but like this last episode, it's up there for even the highest quality of Star Wars content. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's up there. I when you say highest quality Star Wars content, I think of Siege of Mandalore and Empire Strikes Back. I wouldn't put it there just yet well i'm not saying it's better than siege of mandalore but i'm saying like on like a basis of like it being a good episode like and enjoyable and adding like not only it being a good episode and structured well but adding also stuff to the story of star wars yeah i think it does a lot because it's just tell you what i am so excited for wednesday that's why i kind of like when you and i normally record on sunday like oh it's right boba fits in like two days or three days now I'm like, oh my god, I gotta wait like five days. I wanted to record now though, because like I have it so yeah. fresh in my mind, and like I just, I mean, it'd be great if the episode came out today. Like Bad Batch, we'd record after we watched Bad Batch. Yeah, I, Bad I Batch hate was this the last Wednesday TV release. show that came out on a Friday. I hate this Wednesday release crap. It sucks. I, if these episodes came out on a Friday, I think I would be even more like. I, just Wednesdays are so inconvenient. We complain. Yeah. I'm not going to get into it again, but just Wednesdays are inconvenient. Make it Fridays. Yeah. But you tell them. Great episode. No complaints. Loved it. No. Zero. Mom mom watched it. Mom and dad watched it. And she texted Mando after they got done watching it. Yeah, they like that. I asked them. I said to them. I posted that thing on our story where it was like spoilers if you haven't seen chapter five of the book of boba fett and i saw the first one and i saw like i posted like the spoiler warning and then the second one was the spoiler of like the opening of the episode i saw that 12 people looked at the first one and 11 people looked at the second one and i was like looking to see who it was it was dad so i like deduced then i was like ah they must not have watched the episode then yeah do you see what i posted (laughs) 
Mm, yeah. It was the it was Daniel and the cooler Daniel. <laughs> yeah. I dude, I love Boba Fett too. Like it's just yeah. This is what I wanted to say. I remember I, you were talking about Tamar, how bad you felt for Tamar. I truly honestly think like I agree with what you said. We shouldn't have gotten a book of Boba Fett show. He should have just like remained to be like a side character you see in Mandalorian. Maybe we pick up a show with him later, but not right now. I think he would have been better served in a Django Fett TV show. Tomorrow Morrison. Yes. I think he would have been better served to like just see him Django do and like the creation of the clone army and just him catching doing something being approached by Tyrannus, a moon name, a man named Tyrannus on one of the moons of Bogdan. Yes. Well, here's no. the I don't know if I would have wanted that because if it's not Christopher Lee and it, it, he's not animated, I don't want to see anybody well, try to can, do count. He can they wear could a hood. Yeah, they could deep fake it too. Yeah, well, Count always wore a, Duke always wore a hood. Yeah, true. Like yeah, he was like the, advertising himself. So yeah, and I guess they do have the voice actor from Clone Wars, and he did. He's a great voice actor for Dooku. Like yeah, when I hear he's... when I hear Dooku's voice, I think of the guy who did the Clone Wars more than I think of Christopher. The only line I think of from Christopher Lee is, "I've been looking forward to this." I've been looking forward to this. But Christopher like, Lee is like the ultimate bad guy. He is. He's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Django Fett would have been dope to see. And it's just, it's just one of those things where, I mean, I do think that the series will close out strong. I do. Cause there's still things that they have to do like Boba Fett riding a rank, or I do think that they're gearing up for a big finale, but I mean, seeing Mando again, not going to complain at all. Yeah. Seeing an arguably top 10 character of star Wars, top seven, yeah. top six. I can't sit and complain about it. No, me neither. But. Me neither. I love well, how you and I can sit and talk about this for like an hour. Oh, People, dude. When I, I tell t- them, I'm like, I can talk about Star Wars forever. Like, no, you can't. I'm like, I can, I can sit and talk about like one episode for an hour, like the same amount of time, longer than its runtime. Yeah. I We didn't even get to chance. I mean, like we could, if you want to chat a little bit about the video game announcement they made, but there's not a whole lot. Yeah. I got to get scooting here, but briefly. EA is not exclusively licensed. This has been for this has been news for a while, but EA is not exclusively licensed to making Star Wars games anymore. EA Dice. So Respawn just announced that they're making three new Star Wars games. Being Battlefront three question mark. Well, first person shooter uh, Battlefront. I like playing Battlefront two as a third person. So I mean, like, who knows? But we have a first person shooter strategic game, and then uh, another edition. They say the Fallen Order, the Jedi Fallen order series or the jedi fallen series hmm. but it's jedi fallen order 2 obviously i don't mm-hmm. know if they're gonna like make spinoffs about that but who knows i hope they don't but <laughs> maybe it's um, a pong crawl game where you just kill clones yeah but there's that there's and there's technically five star wars games like coming out because then there's the skywalker saga and then we have star wars eclipse coming out oh dude i am so excited for that yeah, high republic content gimme 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 eclipse looks insane yeah because they're yeah. fighting the zygerian empire of like slavers i know oh my gosh dude it's such a good time to be a star wars fan like it's such a great time oh, we keep saying that but like we're saying it a little too early like we have to once kenobi, kenobi comes yeah. out then it's like we've reached it like then it's like well, bad, I, bad, bad batch season two, I think comes out before because it's supposed to come out in the spring. Maybe who knows? We'll see. 
like Bad Batch season two, Obi Wan, Kenobi, Obi Wan, Obi Wan Kenobi series, Mando, Andor, Doom, Ahsoka, do do get it, video game, video game. It's just gonna keep rolling. Yeah, and we got the books too. I gotta continue Fallen Star, but uh, it's we just yeah. need the world not to go to shit in the next few months before Kenobi. That's all I need. I I always made the joke after after Endgame came out. This is before season eight, season seven of the Clone Wars was announced. I said after Endgame, final season of Game of Thrones, and the Rise of Skywalker come out, I can die because I know how all those things end. And then the Clone Wars got announced. I was like, right, I need to see how the Clone Wars ends. <laughs> and then I'm like, if I die, I die. Now that Kenobi gets announced, I'm like, all right, I need to see how this Kenobi series goes before I'm like, if I die, I die. Yeah. Now they I have also want to see Mando series. season three. Or they have Mando season three in the Ahsoka series. I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> never, I can never tell a <laughs> It's never a good. It's never a good time to. But I just keep hearing this. Like I always just make those jokes. Yeah. So now that I hear it, like the content that keeps coming out, I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> we keep announcing stuff. Yeah. But, the nice thing is about there because, like, I know their movies have canceled a lot, but the TV shows of, I mean, outside of Gina Carano going rogue on Instagram, um. And Don, them announcing a Donald Glover-centric series when that man is busier than the king, the Queen of England. Um, yeah, who knows about that one? Yeah. Don't, Anyways, we don't need to get into it. I know no. you're going to be like, let's not go on. It's not happening. They yeah. still hold that. Anyways, so if they like what they heard, well, where can they find us? Yeah, if you enjoyed the episode, um, go back and listen to one of our other ones. But you can listen to us, Legionnaire Podcast. We're on Spotify. If you want to shoot us a message on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at LegionnairePod. Uh, if you want to email us, LegionnairePodcast at gmail.com. Share with someone who you think would like it as well. But I guess with that, keep keep us updated with Boba Fett if you guys are liking it or not. But yeah, I'll let Cal send us away. We are Legion.